This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Listen, y'all didn't really believe. You didn't really think that for two years, two years, the amount of film breakdowns, tweets, comps, playstyle comparisons, the amount of accolade and praise I bestowed upon this young man, you really didn't think that I was going to walk into this 2021 NFL draft and not stake claim, not plant my flag, not have the courage of my conviction to still stand by this guy. Even though some things have happened throughout the pre-draft process that forced me to make the prudent move to just bump him down my rankings a little bit. I had no choice. I had no choice but to do it. But I am here to tell you right now that despite that fall, despite the fall from at one point wide receiver one for me in the 2021 class down to where he currently sits at wide receiver six, I am still and still on board. I am still rolling with and rocking with Ron Dell Moore. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Rondell Moore is a player, I know, extremely polarizing. We see the talent. We have seen the talent for the past three seasons when he's on the field. How damn good. How dynamic. How explosive. How much playmaking ability one Rondell Moore has. We've seen it. His freshman season, one of the greatest seasons by a collegiate freshman in the history of college football at the wide receiver position. Over 1,200 yards, over 110 receptions, multiple rushes out of the backfield, over 600 kick return yards. We saw him win the Paul Horning Award as the nation's most versatile player. Saquon Barkley, Jabil Peppers, Christian McCaffrey, Odell Beckham Jr. all won that award. We know how talented and how special of a football player Rondell Moore is. We also know that he checked in way smaller than we thought he was. I have been comping Rondell Moore to Steve Smith since 2019. The receipts are out there. 
He played like Steve Smith. I thought he was going to be a similar athlete. Come to find out, he was an even better athlete, clocking a 4-3-2 at his pro day. Ridiculous vertical jump over 40 inches. Player profilers got this man 90th plus percentile in the speed score and the burst score department. Over a 70th percentile catch radius for his size. We know that he does not fit the ideal mold of what an NFL wide receiver should look like. But he also does not fit the mold of a playmaker at the NFL level because we've rarely seen guys with his ability walk into the NFL. We've seen some cats try to do it. Tavon Austin, yeah, people will mention that one. Rondell Moore is a hell of a lot better football player than Tavon Austin was. Rondell Moore's ability to create space out of the backfield, in the slot, out wide when he catches the ball, his short area quickness, and his yards after the catch ability is insane. Can you imagine Rondell Moore landing with a creative play caller like Kyle Shanahan? Rondell Moore landing with a creative play caller like the Kansas City Chiefs? He's going to be very much landing spot dependent. But I am still on board in believing in the talent of the football player. The past two seasons that he played in, COVID season this year, injured going into the season, freak injury in 2019, really derailed the steam that he had. But I believe what I saw when he was destroying Jeff Okuda and Chase Young and Sean Wade and everybody else on that vaunted, talented Ohio State defense, this young freshman, they had no answer for Rondell Moore, and he continued to terrorize the entire Big Ten his freshman season. And I know a lot of people said I'm backing off. I want nothing to do with the 5'7", 180-pound wide receiver, but not me. I did move him down because it was the prudent. It was the wise thing to do. But Rondell Moore is a special talent, and there's a chance that he goes into the NFL, produces and changes the stigma and the mold of what some of these smaller dynamic players can do. And it's not like the first time that we haven't seen some smaller slot receivers be successful at the NFL level. Rondell Moore is an elite athlete. When he's on the field, he's probably one of the best athletes on the field. And when you're talking about fantasy football, what he's going to be able to do out of the receiving role and in the backfield is going to produce fantasy points for us. Those two to five carries Rondell Moore can get. Those creative screens, those tunnel screens, those drag routes, those out routes, those quick slants. He could become a PPR monster. We see Rondell Moore comp to T.Y. Hilton with the Ant-Man overlay. Like, he is that type of wide receiver. And although he does not look like what we think an ideal wide receiver should look like, the play, the physicality, his run-after-the-catch ability is special, special, special. And I am planting my flag on Rondell Moore. Despite having moved him down my rankings, he's still, still, still a player that I will draft, I've already drafted and I have extremely high hopes for at the next level. So let's enjoy it. Enjoy the draft. Enjoy the landing spots. And when Rondell Moore smashes for us in fantasy football over the next couple of years, make sure y'all just come back and say that you heard it here first on Destination Debbie from your boy GQ. 
Rondell, I'm rocking with you, baby. Let's go and get these fantasy titles. Thank y'all for checking out the content. Rocking with Jay and myself throughout this entire process. We greatly appreciate it. And if you want to rock with us a little bit more, patreon.com forward slash on gas is where it's at. We appreciate you. Have fun. Enjoy it. And we'll be back with more content. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Man. Destination Debbie fam, it is that time. It is the NFL draft today. That day we've been waiting for for oh so long. Feels like months, feels like years. Uh, for me, it feels like decades, you know. Scouting these players at such an early age in college, we've just been waiting for some of these amazing talents like Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, all to come out of college. But that's not what this show is about. This show is about getting your guy. Who is your guy? I want you guys to drop in the comments below. Let me know who your guy is for this draft, for regular football, for fantasy football. Who's the guy that you just can't stop loving no matter what? Because today, this show is about me. So a lot of you guys, if you follow me on Twitter, you know who I'm going to talk about. You may have already seen it in the thumbnail. You know that my guy for this draft is Elijah Moore. The wide receiver at Ole Miss, I just can't stop, won't stop. There's so many reasons why I absolutely love Elijah Moore and why I think he could be an extremely talented producer in the NFL. So let's dive into Elijah Moore and the reasons why I love him so much. It really, for me, all starts on tape. And if there's one thing I love in an NFL wide receiver, it's a guy that uses his feet at an exceptionally high level. Um, one of my favorite targets back two years ago was Terry McLaurin out of Ohio State. There was something about him that I saw in the game against Michigan State in his senior season that just told me, that's the guy to get. Like, that's the guy I want. There's something about him. He obviously went to the Washington football team where there was a lot of vacant openings in the wide receiver position. Basically a wide open job and Terry stole it from the very beginning. Last year, you know, the one guy said he has the highest floor of any wide receiver in the draft class. And I truly meant that. And it was Justin Jefferson. And this year for me, it's Elijah Moore. And like I said, as far as what I enjoy to see in wide receivers, it's guys that separate with ease. Not to say that Elijah Moore is a bulletproof, can't-miss prospect. I'm not saying that. But when I look at him play and I see what he can do on the field, there's a lot of things I like and there's very few things I don't like. So start off with what I like to see from Elijah Moore. Again, the footwork, the separation, the speed. We saw him run in the four threes, even adjusted for pro days. He still ran about a four four, which is in the 90th percentile as far as his speed goes. 
Now, when you equate that to his weight and get into a speed score, it's not as good because unfortunately, Elijah only 5'9", 178, which isn't ideal because there's this weird threshold of about 180 pounds that you want these really high-end wide receivers to hit. Uh, I believe Brandon Cooks and a few other guys are just over that 180 pounds. And so if Elijah was in 180, he would fit into an analytics bucket a little bit better. But again, another thing that he has going for him, he's got nine and a half inch hands nearly. Nine and three eighths inch hands. He's got a 60% catch radius. It's over 10 feet. So despite being 5'9", there's still a lot of things to like about Elijah Moore. And when you watch him play, the teams he played against, it's very difficult to say that he didn't dominate. You know, he's a player who has a 45.5% dominator rating, which is 91 percentile. And when you talk about his age-adjusted production, it's also extremely high. Playing with players like A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, that's not easy to do. Like, you don't just get on the field playing with former second-round picks, now, you know, top 10 dynasty wide receivers. Like, these guys have been talented from the very beginning. And for Elijah Moore to step on the field and actually play with those guys as a freshman, that says a lot about him as a player. And then, of course, you talk about his breakout age, which is 19.4, 83rd percentile. Pretty much as soon as those guys left Ole Miss, boom, Elijah Moore stepped in. He produced in that offense. And so when you talk about his age-adjusted production, it's extremely high-level stuff. It's not something you see every day. Now, again, the one big con with Elijah, they, they say he's probably going to be a slot receiver. I do think, though, and I will say, with how talented he is, how crafty he is, I do think there is a small chance he could carve out a role as a somewhat outside threat. You know, maybe he's not an X receiver, but he could be a movement Z, still see him a lot in two wide receiver sets because of his ability to separate, and he can still work outside. You see in the sluggo moves that he runs all day long, like that guy is nasty. And when he gets the ball in the open field, he's very difficult to tackle because of how shifty he is. Again, you're talking about a guy who has an agility score in the 90th percentile. So he is quick, he is fast, he is mobile, and he's difficult to tackle. Now, again, the power isn't always going to be there. He's not going to break tackles like crazy, but it will be difficult to bring him down because it'll be difficult to catch him in open space. Now, like I mentioned, as far as his target share, his volume in that offense, he did have a 13.3 yards per reception. So that's a little bit lower. It's only 29th percentile compared to all wide receivers. But when you think about kind of the player he is, he did play primarily in the slot, but he did play outside as well. So there is the opportunity for him to kind of carve out that role. Now, the biggest thing for me is that he's probably going to get first round draft capital. We're looking at teams like Tennessee, Green Bay, New Orleans, and I think there's other spots he could fit as well. Like my dream landing spot, and I mean my dream. I don't know how you guys feel about Elijah Moore, but if he somehow ended up in Tennessee where he could be groomed and work with A.J. Brown even more. Like, A.J. Brown is his dude. I don't know if you guys saw the video that Elijah Moore put out where it's D.K. Metcalf, Odell Beckham Jr., and A.J. Brown being like, Elijah, we love you. We wish you all the best. You know, keep grinding, keep working. You're going to be a star in the NFL. Like, those are three of the best wide receivers in the league, giving this dude a shout-out saying, you're up next. Like, you got it. And, and that, to me, is really, it says a lot. And to know that so many people are already projecting him to be a first-round pick. There was an analyst, I believe it was Daniel Jeremiah, who said that of all the teams he talked to, most of them had Elijah Moore as their fourth wide receiver on the board, which says a lot. You know, we're talking about Rashad Baby, and we're talking about Terrace Marshall. We're talking about Rondell Moore. Now, the big three are probably Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, Jamar Chase. I'm not ready to put Elijah there, but I think... You know, when we talk about where these guys are going to go in our rookie drafts, especially, there is a place for Elijah at the back of the first round. And I think if he does get first round draft capital, people are really going to need to consider this dude who really produced as a young player in college football. Can he do the same in the NFL? 
And so you look at a player like Kadarius, who could be a first round pick, Rashad Bateman, who again, as well, age adjusted production monster playing next to Tyler Johnson, producing as a freshman, as a sophomore. There's a lot of things to like about Rashad Bateman as well. And so that's where they're in a similar breath. But Rashad Bateman, you know, still six foot two, 195 pounds versus Elijah's five foot nine, 178 pounds. So there is a difference there. You know, Rashad kind of profiles as an ex receiver. But I would not shy away from Elijah being a target machine at the next level. Like there is a lot of opportunity, especially in today's NFL, for quick hitting passes, screens. And for a guy who still thrived getting down the field, there is going to be a lot of opportunity for him to succeed. And that for me is why he's one of my favorite guys. Like if you talk about guys that I just I need to get on all my rosters, Elijah Moore is that dude because the cost for one is not going to be overly high. He's not going to go high in your rookie drafts. I'd be surprised in your Superflex drafts if he's a first-round pick, and he's probably going to be, you know, a late first in your 1QB leagues. So that already tells you there's going to be opportunity to trade back or trade into that first if you don't have a pick to go and get Elijah Moore. Now, again, like I mentioned, that target ceiling is extremely high because he's got massive hands. He has the catch radius. He's super athletic. He's fast. He's agile. So quick hitting passes, again, Green Bay, Tennessee, New Orleans, all those offenses kind of run first, work off play action, and excel in that scheme, he could be extremely good fits for, and there's lots of target opportunity as well in those offenses. Now, the last point I wanna make, and maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't, but when you actually compare his season this year, yes, in 2020, to the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, it's pretty similar when you talk about their overall production. And I'm not trying to say that Elijah Moore is Devontae Smith, I mean, Elijah Moore may have 15, 20 pounds on Smith, and, but Smith, you know, is still profiles as an X receiver. He's still extremely dominant. He still won the Heisman Trophy. I'm not trying to take that away from him. But first thing, they both played in the SEC. So they're both playing the same competition, both played an entire SEC schedule, minus obviously the college football playoff. But that to me matters. So you know that Elijah Moore is playing very similar competition to what Devonta Smith is playing. Elijah Moore in only his eight games, because Devonta Smith played 15, Elijah Moore played eight games, he averaged 10.75 receptions, 150 yards, one touchdown, and 13.87 yards per reception. So when you actually break it down, Elijah Moore averaged more receptions, more yards, less touchdowns, and less yards per reception, kind of fitting into that profile of being a smaller guy, but can still catch the ball a lot, can still dominate, and can still score touchdowns. That's what I like to see. Even though Devonta Smith won the Heisman, even though he's an extremely talented wide receiver, you may get Elijah Moore, a player who produced at a similar level, who was younger, by the way, Devonta Smith doing that in his senior season versus Elijah doing it in his true junior season. So there's just a lot to like. And these are the reasons why I think Elijah Moore over any other receiver, honestly, Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall, Rondell Moore, go down the list. Elijah Moore, whether it's because he's rising now on people's boards, like I've been on him, honestly, since February. I've been telling people, I think he's going first round. I think he's extremely talented. Again, for me, it starts with the footwork, his ability to set people up, his ability to separate. If you look at his reception perception done by Matt Harmon, the dude just screams, screams, separator, 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 succeeds in man coverage, succeeds across the route tree. There's a lot to like with Elijah Moore. And so if you're not on him right now and you're not really into him yet, I would highly suggest you to really look into him because there is probably 50 to 60% chance He's going in the first round. And when he does, you're going to need to know who he is, know what he's about, and know whether you want to take him. If it's for me, I am not leaving a single draft if I can help it without Elijah Moore because I really, I honestly do think 
he has a very high-end wide receiver two, potentially even wide receiver one ceiling in the right offense. So that's my case for Elijah Moore. He's easily my favorite player in this draft class. I want to know who your my guys are. Who are the guys you want on your teams? Where do you want these fits? What's your favorite landing spots? It's draft day, baby. We're getting excited. We're having some fun. We're doing some my guys. Thank you guys so much for watching, and I'll see you guys probably sometime next week. Peace. Team Back Production.